Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Okie dokie. Cool. So um, I paid um, $170 for this session because the other sessions that I have booked with you, I figured we could get started on the business stuff. So those are going to be $200 apiece, correct? So, um, and so this, this session I thought maybe we could just um, address any remaining bits related to um, negative beliefs about money. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at what we did last time, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. There was one that we didn't um, address yet. Okay. Um. So let's see. We had. Well, and there were some that were were in the middle. So we we uh, addressed two big ones. Okay. So what we have here is uh, I'll just read them all off to you, and then we'll pick the the biggest remaining one to start with. Okay. And, and the biggest one is I'm uncomfortable about not honoring my savings goal. Mm. What would you say that is today? Because it may have changed already. Yeah. It actually feels like a four. Ah, okay. So that's come down a lot. It was it eight and a half frequently? Yeah. Scared of not... Well, actually, that's a good idea. Let's just redo all the numbers. And yeah. Okay. Sounds scared good. of... Yeah. Scared of not having a safety net. Seven. Yeah, that one's pretty kind of high. Yeah. That's interesting. That one, went, that one actually went up. Did it? Interesting. It was a six the first time I had a few. It went from a six to a five, and then up to a seven. Um, let's see. I'm uncomfortable about not putting that money towards retirement. Yeah, that one. that one feels like a four. Okay, and that was a four and a half before or something. Um, it seems like a lot of money to spend on myself. Mm. And this is all about, you know, investing yourself for your business. Yeah. Just remember. Yeah. So that feels like a three. Three, okay. Six originally. Um, I don't deserve it. Mm. Yeah, it feels like a four. Oh, interesting. We had it down to 1.5. And kind of <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you do a bunch of tapping and, and you get this much better feeling place. But, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, let's see. I don't have the. I do not have the ability to increase my income. Hmm. For some reason, right now, that that kind of feels probably a little bit higher. It feels like a. I guess six. Wow, that one jumped almost all the way back to the beginning. Um, what if this is all a big mistake? Afraid I'll be a failure. Mm. Yeah, that feels like a three. Okay. I'm afraid I'll make poor choices with money. 
Yeah, it feels like a two. Yeah, okay. So, interesting. <clears throat> so, some of the ones that we didn't actually do anything with just naturally came down quite a bit. Huh. <clears throat> and some of the ones where I thought we had already more or less taken care of popped back up again. Yeah. So, interesting. And some basically stayed the same. <clears throat> All right. So, the biggest ones we have left as of today at 9.06 a.m. Eastern Time <laughs> is mm. uh, <clears throat> scared of not having a safety net at a seven. And I don't have the ability to increase my income at a six. Those are the two highest left. Yeah. Yeah, can we do that one? The safety net one or the ability to increase your income? One? The ability. Okay. Yeah, and that was it, yeah, and it could be because right now, I mean, I'm I'm entering a stage in my coaching training where I need to start thinking about bringing in a client or two, mm-hmm. and it's a little scary. Whereas the last time I think we talked, I didn't I didn't know that that was going to sort of happen. That, that 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 the stage was coming so soon. Mm-hmm. So it could just be that. I don't know. But all right. What what is your coaching topic anyway? I don't know. So it's it's sort of a a, a coaching topic as in like what is my niche? Yeah. Like what what are mm-hmm. you who are you helping and what are you helping them with? Sure. So I'm still discovering that a little bit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, Right now, it's sort of general well-being, helping them um, with their goals. Like, uh, who who are you helping? So it's it's I don't I don't have like that kind of um, detail yet. Still okay, working you on it. Picked your target audience yet? Okay. I have not picked my target audience, um, but but it it I, I seem to. I seem to be interested in focusing on just helping people reach their goals, but I still have to work on a target audience. Okay, so hold on a sec. Coaching. Um, need audience. It's common to need an audience. Yeah, to not have zeroed in on that yet. And you want to help people with wellness and their goals, you say? Yeah, yeah. Okay, when you say wellness, are you talking about health? Kind of wellness or emotional wellness or I'd say I'd say emotional wellness. Um, so interestingly enough, people um, are coming to me, not asking to work with me, but but people have been coming to me saying that they all seem to be sort of in their mid forties, um, mm-hmm. looking to transition out of their nine to five job but not knowing where to go. And I've had these conversations multiple times with different people all in the same place in life. And I, I wonder if that's a, a sign from the universe that that is an area that I could, you know, perhaps focus on. Can I give you a suggestion on that? Yeah, yeah. There's two ways to pick a niche. One way is what does the market seem to be asking of me? which is mm. what you're talking about. The other way is what am I personally passionate about? Mm. And I have I have used both those ways, and I'll tell you, guess which one was successful? What you're most passionate about. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do the one where people are approaching about how to transition out of their 9-to-5 job. 
Mm-hmm. But you need to be passionate about it. Or at least, yeah. I mean, passionate, maybe that's a pretty strong word, but at least excited about helping people for that kind of thing. And it and it is ideally it is, passionate mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Like helping people find love, I'm passionate about that, right? Right. No, I I I I do notice how I light up like a bulb when they approach me when they start talking about that. I mm-hmm. I um start giving them all kinds of like out of the box um sort of questions, um, throwing out questions to help them think out of the box. And they often sort of write to me afterwards. And this is not even me coaching, but just having a conversation. They write to me and they're like, you know, I just felt so motivated. And I did some research after talking with you. And and it's because I think I've been through there, you know, like it, it was in my, in my early to mid 40s that I started experiencing this restlessness. Mm-hmm. And uh, discovered a new path for myself, and I feel like I have a lot to contribute because of that. But you know, I'm I'm still open to seeing what else is out there for me. But I can say, I can say that this is one thing that I feel passionate about because it invokes my knowledge of law of attraction. You know, removing like li- li- limiting beliefs, creating a vision. Like it just employs all these different things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And those are great things to bring to whatever thing you do, right? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to be helping people do these things? Do you do EFT yourself now, or do you some do you do something else? Or no, I do EFT myself. Oh, okay. Do you know about our level three EFT training that we're doing? No, I don't. Ah, yeah, you're not on my mailing list. Uh, my wife and I are, are teaching a level three EFT training in June, ninth and tenth two-day training. Have you taken level one and two already? I've never never taken any training. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I just so, learned it on my own. Okay. And have you been working with clients? No. Okay. So is this, is this your career path that you want to become an EFT practitioner and help people in some niche with using EFT plus whatever else you want to bring to it? Is that your, I don't know. your image? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if I want to bring EFT into my, my coaching practice. Um, it's a tool that I use quite a bit for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, yeah, I, I just don't know. It certainly can be. Um, and it's something I'd need to put some more thought into. Okay. All right. So you're in a, you're in a place in your coaching career where you're, part of what you're doing is figure out exactly what kind of coach you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So which consists of, you know, what methods am I going to use to help my clients? Yes. Right. Um, and who's my audience and what's my niche and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, if, uh, check out the, you know, my, my regular website, eftalive.com. Yep. Yep. So if you go there, you can read up all about the uh, level three training. Sure. Uh, so I can get to level three without one and two. Well, not in a certification sense. Oh. The if you want to get certified in EFT, you have to you you only actually need to take level one and two, and plus do the certification process. Okay. Right, and then you become a level two EFT practitioner. There's no level one EFT practitioner. Practitioner level one is just 
Um, level two is we actually learn how to work with clients. And uh, and then that, you know, you take, take one and two, you do 50 hours of client sessions, you submit four case studies, you pass a test, you, do, you get six hours of supervision. So there's this whole certification process, and then at the end of it all, boom, you're a certified EFT practitioner, right? Got it. Level three is like advanced training for EFT practitioners. Um, so it's like after you've learned, it's kind of like advanced EFT. So level one and two is like, you know, beginning and intermediate EFT. And most people never go beyond that. They just take those two levels and, and they're content. Um, but mm-hmm. level three is more advanced stuff to kind of become a more creative, capable EFT practitioner. Got it. And to become an EFT practitioner, there's two ways to do that. One is you do it the official way. You get certified, right? You go through all the normal formal steps and you get certified. The other way you do it is you do it, you learn it on your own You and you work with people on your own and you never, for whatever, for whatever reason, you don't feel the need to get certified. Mm-hmm. So, which was my original path, actually, and then ultimately I got—I actually got grandfathered into certification. I never had to formally go through the certification process because mm. I just been—I had done so much training and uh, years of practice that they go, ah, yeah, we're not going to make you <laughs> go, through, go through all those hoops. You're, you know, again, you're—you're you're obviously a very, you know, experienced EFT practitioner. So. Um, so anyway, uh, it's, it's just it's an option available for you. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so what you want to do with the I don't have the ability to increase my income. So what? Is, go ahead and start tapping. Yep. So I want to share some information as a prelude to tapping on it. Yep. One of the things that helps us. So this is basically a confidence in your ability, right? This feeling that I don't have the ability to increase my income comes from not feeling confident in my ability to do it, right? Yeah. And one of the things that gives us confidence is understanding how it's going to happen, right? See, the, the, the discomfort in this area can come from two different places. One is a purely emotional place uh, for whatever reason, for my childhood, I just had this sense of not being good enough or whatever, right? So it's got nothing to do with yeah. practicalities. I just have this emotional thing where I just don't feel capable or, or something like that. The other one is just honestly having no idea how I'm going to go about doing it. Yeah. Right? In which case, it's hard to be confident if I have no clue as how it's going to happen. Yeah, that resonates with me. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking, and, and that's why I wanted to share some information first. I, that's I wanted to check it out. So for you, it's not so much a, a, a self-doubt thing of, of that you just, no matter what, you're not going to be good enough at, at whatever because of your childhood. It's more that you don't really see a clear roadmap. It's like, well, I don't really, and practically speaking, I really don't know how to get there. Is that, is that what it is? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So let me show, will it help then if I explain how you'll get there? Yes, 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 yes. A million yeses. And, and so <laughs> insightful that you caught that. Awesome. Okay. So here's how it works. 
So assuming that you, you do the self-definition part, so the self-definition part as a coach is, you know, um, who is my audience? You have to pick your yep. audience, right? And you pick your topic, your niche. You know, what, so who, who am I going to be helping and what am I going to be helping them with and how am I going to do it, right? So those are the, the three questions. You might want to write those three down. Okay. Um, okay. But this, this is, I mean, this is what everybody does when they first take a training and being a coach is they have to answer those three questions. So who, who's my audience? You know, it could be lots of times people start with, well, it's everybody. <laughs> but we don't, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to get a lot more specific than that. Um, uh, like, let me just, I'll give you an example of that. You know, like I help people find love. It's like, well, who's your audience? I could say all single people, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or I could say single women. Or I could say divorced single women, right? Mm-hmm. Women who've been married before and they're back out in the dating world again. Or I could say lesbian women. Mm-hmm. The really the cool thing is, is, is it's so counterintuitive, but the cool thing is is that the 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 narrower your niche, the better you do. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh. Right. So, targeting lesbian single women is a easier niche to step into than just single women. Yeah, I can talk. You can you want to be able to talk to their specific problems, feelings any concerns, all that stuff. So the, the more specific your niche is, the better. So you pick a niche, who you're helping, what are you helping them with? In my case, you know, clearing love blocks so they can find their soulmate. Your case, whatever you end up picking for yourself. And then your method of helping them. You know, my case, EFT and law of attraction. Mm. Um, your case will be whatever you choose to use. And it could be, you know, a mix of things, not the, the specific individual thing. Um, so that's just the pre, that's just the foundation prerequisites. Yeah, until you until you specify those three things, you you can't really go do anything else yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, though you can tentatively pick those three things, and then it evolves over time. You don't have to necessarily do your ultimate thing right off. Mm-hmm. Like my wife changed three times before she settled on her final thing. Mm-hmm. You know, in the coaching program we were in together the first year. Um, okay, so anyway, assuming you have those three things answered, then there are two general approaches to building your business, building your practice, right? And I call them slow burn and fast burn. So the slow burn method is kind of the traditional method that most people will talk about, and it's probably the method they'll talk about in your coach training program. And the idea there is you, 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 know, you build your website, again, another foundational prerequisite thing. So you have your website where you sort of put forward who you, you, know, who you are, who you're helping, and what you're helping them with and all that. Um, and then they recommend – the next step then is to put yourself out there. Like you, people have to know that you exist, right? You have to promote yourself and market yourself. And the slow burn methods um, are ones that incubate gradually. Um, so, uh, well, actually, sorry, there's, in the slow burn method, there's two different things you can, two kinds of things you do. One that's pretty quick, but small, and the other is bigger, but gradual. So the quick, but small is in-person activities, right? 
So in-person activities would come in two categories. I hope you're continuing to take notes. But mm-hmm. In-person is things like networking, attending networking events that tend to make people cringe, but there's a way to do networking events that feel much nicer. Um, the other thing you can do that's really cool, this is how I got started as an EFT practitioner, uh, is to do live, small live workshops in your local area on, in your niche, right? So I could do a w- workshop in, um, you know, love blocks. Um, when I first became an EFT practitioner, my workshops were actually in EFT. I introduced mm. people to this revolutionary technique. So that was my workshop. The cool thing about doing workshop, live in-person workshops is you don't need a lot of people. If you have 10 people show up, that's fine. You get paid, and it, you should charge. Don't do it for free. You get paid per person, so you get some income just straight out from the workshop. Plus, you usually pick up one or two clients each time you give a workshop. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, that's one of the fastest ways to start getting one-on-one clients is to mm-hmm. give little local workshops. And they're not hard to fill. Um, uh, anyway, that can be very cool. The slow burn methods online are um, doing things that are that is going to be a long-term incubation process, like creating YouTube videos, um, Starting a Facebook group and you know leading the Facebook group, um, you know writing blog posts, you know anything that you do, you, you pick some venue that feels com- good to you. Like yeah, I can get into doing this, right? I can get into making lots of videos. Like I have 60 videos on YouTube myself, mm-hmm. or I can get into starting a group in my niche and just really living in that group and cultivating an audience there. You know, a lot of people make their get their whole start just by doing that on Facebook. Um, so anyway, there's all, there's these methods <clears throat> like that. I can I could you know go over a list of them. So I just named a couple examples, but there's actually quite a range of examples there. Um, and it's it's a way to gradually over time over a couple of years build your business, right? So this is like this, that's what I call slow burn. It's like this. Think of it as an incubate incubation mm-hmm. process. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Okay. Then there's the quick burn online method, which is to do a launch. And a launch uh, can be one of two kinds. It could be either launching a product that you have created, that you either have created or you're going to create on the fly as you go, uh, or uh, a group program. Either one. It's the same process. And you do a launch, and you do the launch uh, you set up a launch, the whole launch process, which is the thing that I specialize in doing. This is the way I was going to help you, by the way, when we, when we work together. This is a fast burn. The problem with a slow burn is it tends to take two to three years to get your business going that way. Mm. Right? Assuming you're doing things well, it takes around that long. Typically around three years to get your business going fully. Um, which is okay. A lot of people do it that way. That's how I did it originally. I didn't know I didn't know about launch methods, so it took me a few years to get my EFT practice going. Once you once it's going, it's going right. You're you're golden from that point on. But three years is three years. The launch process is a way to jumpstart it faster. So the way the launch process works is launches are are very highly structured, specific way of launching. I mean, you've probably seen launches online, right? 
Have you ever seen launches online where people are, are launching to you? Uh, n- launch. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure how you define it, but. All right. Well, the way a launch works, just the general conception of a launch, is, is based on the idea that people hate being sold to but love being helped. Mm-hmm. So you do this strategic series of events where you're offering to help people for free in your niche on your topic through a series of somethings. It could be a series of videos or video in a webinar or something like that where you're helping them for free to, to you know, learn about or solve some piece of their problem, not the whole thing, but just a piece of it. And then at the end of this series of strategic teachings, you then sell your ultimate solution, which is your product or program. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they go into it getting free help, which they're excited to get. It's like, oh, you're going to help me with this? Yay. <laughs> you know, I'd love to get some help with this. And in the process, they're getting to know you. They're getting to feel you. They're getting to, you know, start receiving help from you. So when you finally, the very last step of the launch process is you say, you know, you're sort of, it's like I say, it's a very structured thing. So there's, there's, a, there's clearly defined ways of setting this up. So, you know, what I'm describing to you is, you know, I'm just doing it in a vague way. But when it comes time to actually do it, it's not vague at all. There's a very clear set of steps in how you set up the training, the free training, and how you, how you promote you know, the sales pitch of your product or program at the end of your free stuff. And anyway, but by the end of it, you know, you, you're saying, you know, we, I've helped you this much, um, but here's the ultimate problem you're dealing with, and here's the ultimate solution in my product or program. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Okay. And then what happens is you make a ton of sales all at once. Mm. Right? So you might, so for instance, if you were to, create a program where you're charging $1,000 per person and you get 20 people signed up, how much did you just make? 20000 Right. And the cool thing is you actually made more than 20000 You made an immediate 20000 but a lot of these people will continue working with you after the program is over. Mm. Right. The cool thing about launches is that it addresses a key thing that people struggle with in the beginning. Because launches give you instant credibility and expert status just by the fact that you're running the launch. Just like if somebody, you know how when somebody writes a book, they're instantly, they instantly get credibility as an expert just by the fact that they wrote the book? And it doesn't matter if they are an expert or not. They just have the boldness to write a book. And people, people just attribute book authors as being experts, right? Yeah. Whether they are an expert or not. So, you know, in the olden days, they used to say, if you want to be successful in your business, write a book. And it doesn't even matter how good it is because that's not the point. It's not that you're trying to become successful by having a million readers of your book. It's it's the credibility of having the book cover on your website. And people see that. They go, oh, this person wrote this book with this title. That's relevant to my interest. It must be an expert. You see what I mean? Yeah. And the same thing happens with launches. Just the very fact that you're running a launch makes you an expert in everybody's eyes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. 
So how do, you, how do you become successful in your business? The way you become successful is you actually combine the slow burn and quick burn methods at the same time. Mm. Um, the prerequisite setup is the same for everything, right? You pick the answer to those three questions. Who's my audience? What am I helping with them with and how am I helping them? And I create a website. So that, that's just the foundation, right? That's the starting point for everything. Um, then what you do is you immediately start working on your launch. Now, while you're working on your launch, you don't have to do that, you know, every, every available hour. You can at the same time in parallel, you kind of split your time half and half. So half the time I'm going to work on setting up my launch. The other half the time I'm going to start using some of these other methods, the slow burn methods, which are either in-person workshops or starting to do some videos or blog posts or Facebook group or whatever you want to do, right? So whatever the, the like I said, the, the uh, promotional venues that appeals to you, you'll go ahead and start doing stuff there, but you'll only be spending half of your free time doing that and half of your free time will be getting the launch set up and running. Mm. Because the slow burn incubation stuff does work over time, so it's not, you don't want to not do that. You do want to do that. Right. You just don't want to have to wait three years for it all to pay off. Yeah. Right. So you, so you want to do the quick thing, too, the launches. And once you run a launch, here's the really super-duper cool thing, is once you go through all that work to set up your first launch, mm-hmm. it takes very little work to do it again. Mm. So you run your launch, you get a bunch of people in. Six months later, you just run the same launch again, reusing everything that you did the first time. Mm. You don't have to, like, it doesn't take anywhere near, it takes like one-tenth the work to set that up again. Not even a tenth probably a 20th of the work to rerun a launch you've already done, right? The bulk of the work is just setting up initially. And then you can just rerun it, you know, um, uh, very easily. So it's, it's a pretty cool thing. So a lot of people do that. They'll just relaunch something every six months or sometimes even every four months. It depends on exactly what it is. And so each time you do that, all of a sudden you get this big boost. Um, once you get... Good at launches, you know, I, talk, I gave an example of making 20000 a launch, but it's also possible to make a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. So you know, as you keep doing it, um, it gets better and easier and things like that. So, so how, does, how does that sound? Does it sound like there's a, a clear pathway to get where you need to go? Not, yeah. not that you know how to do any of the individual steps yet, right? Right. That's still ahead but now you have the high level roadmap of how to get there yeah no it feels really really good it, it really does it I, I feel yeah I feel I feel um, more relaxed mm-hmm. I'm more like okay there's there's a way there's a pathway right yeah So, and one of the things we can do is explore all of those venues for sharing yourself with the world. Yeah. You know, I named a couple. There's many. And we could go into more depth of what, it, what would it be like to do these different venues so that you can notice which one feels good to you. Like, ooh, yeah, that'd be fun. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Right? Like, in my case, I enjoy making videos. I don't know if you've ever, have you seen my videos? I do. I do. I mean, that's what led me to you, so yeah. Right. 
So I like doing that. Uh, it's fun for me. I like, I like standing in front of camera and just shooting out videos. Um, whereas running a Facebook group, I don't like typing and communicating through written stuff very much. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I have a hard time keeping up with my email. You know, the idea yeah. of being part of a group is exhausting. It just exhausts me in advance. Like, oh, God, I can't imagine doing it. On the other hand, running a Facebook group uh, can be way more effective than videos because you get a tribe, right? The, the very fact that you're setting up a Facebook group and you're, you're leading it, you're in it, you're sharing stuff, you're responding to people, people asking questions, they're sharing, you're responding to what they're sharing. You, know, you, you get this, this intimacy mm-hmm. and uh, immediate sense of tribalness, you know, mm-hmm. which is what you want. You know, on videos, my tribe is impersonal. It's the people who seem to like my videos and respond to them. And a Facebook group is all very personal. So, you know, even though I, I hate writing, so I, it just doesn't work for me, but there's other people who have huge careers based on starting a Facebook group. Mm. And they enjoy it. Like, they mm-hmm. like getting, getting in there with everybody, mm-hmm. communicating mm-hmm. with everybody, and feeling the connections with people. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, everybody's going to have the venue that feels good to them. Right. And then it won't feel, and then it doesn't feel burdensome. It just feels like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is fun. I like doing this. So, as part of our work together, also when we're when we're developing this, is is it also monitoring emotionally what's coming up for me, um, and working through that? I mean, is there, or is it just so tactical what what we'll be doing together? It'll be both. Okay. So that's the cool thing in. Us doing it together is that I can mm-hmm. do both. Rather, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. most business coaches all they can do is the practical stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As whereas, well, you know, I can do the emotional stuff. That's what we definitely, say. definitely. And it turns out I can also do the business stuff. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. So what's going to happen is, yeah, as you start to approach something, you know, you might have these fears and and self doubts and all that stuff come up, um, and then we do some tapping on it. Yeah. Perfect. So <clears throat> I just gave you information. <clears throat> Let's recheck that number. I don't have the ability to increase my income. Yeah, it feels like a three, two. Two and a half? Yeah, two and a half. All right. So, um, so we didn't even have to tap on that one. It just came down because of uh, having more information. That's cool. Um, so the other, the other remaining high one is the scared of not having a safety net. Mm. Do you want to do yeah. that one now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get a sip of water. I get some burning in my throat. <laughs> Tune into what that's about, the fear of not having a safety net. Because we already discussed last time that you, you currently already have $80,000 as, as a safety net, which we already know would last you one, one and a third years. Mm-hmm. We, did, we, we calculated all that out. Mm-hmm. In fact, it could be even a little bit more than that, one and a half years. If you're mm-hmm. conservative in your spending, you know, in yeah. your finances, 
that eighty thousand alone could would last you one and a half years. That's right. Mm-hmm. It'd be fifty thousand a year, which means seventy five thousand would be one. Anyway, pretty safe to say one and a half years. Um, and you said you wanted one hundred fifty thousand, which would actually last you three years. So, what feels scary about not having a safety net? So I know what we're going to tap on. Well, there's a, the word abandonment comes to mind. Say more about um, abandonment. Um, it's it's about being completely left alone. Um, like I wouldn't have anybody to turn to. I. Wait, wait, you dropped off for a second and here we go. Oh, sorry, sorry. It would it would feel like I wouldn't have anybody to turn to. I just would be completely alone. Um, uh, you know, I'm not my 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 parents never made it easy for me to ask for money in my adult years. There's always a huge They wouldn't be available if you They would not be available. There'd be a huge stigma involved. I'd feel really bad about myself if I had to do that. Same if I had to go to my brother or anyone else. Um, I just would be completely alone. Alone. Okay. So let's tap on all that. Yeah. Now, you, you're currently making 132000 if I remember correctly. That is correct. And initially, you would not quit your job. You would you would do no. your job and this other thing at the same time, right? That is correct. And as long as you still had your job, you wouldn't lose your income. You still have the income. Yes. Okay, I just want to just double check certain things. And is there an option to reduce your hours at your job? I'd imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've been with them long enough. So, so there is a possibility of gradually weaning yourself from this job rather than just quitting cold turkey. Yes. So that is the most relaxing way to become an independent coach is exactly that. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what I did. I had a five-day, five you know, full-time job, five days a week, and then I cut it down to four days a week, and then I cut it down to three days a week, and then finally I, I quit it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, you know that, that's the most relaxing, stress-free way to transition that you can have. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. All right, so keep that in mind, and they're tapping. So on your cry chat point, even though I'm scared of not having a safety net. Even though I'm so scared of not having a safety net. I'm afraid I wouldn't have anyone to turn to. I'm afraid I wouldn't have anyone to turn to. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself anyway. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself anyway. Even though I'm scared of not having a safety net. Even though I'm scared of not having a safety net. And feeling completely alone. And feeling completely alone. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. With kindness and compassion. With kindness and compassion. Okay, good, all the points. I'm gonna make the language stronger. I'm terrified of not having a safety net. I am terrified of not having a safety net. I'm terrified of, of running out of money. I'm terrified of running out of money. I wouldn't have anyone to turn to. 
I wouldn't have anybody to turn to. I would be completely alone. I would be completely alone. My parents would definitely not be there for me. My parents would not be there for me. And leaves me feeling so unsafe and insecure. Leaves me feeling so so unsafe and insecure. I feel abandoned. Feel abandoned. I feel abandoned in advance. I feel abandoned in advance. I'm afraid that I'm completely on my own. I am afraid that I am completely, completely on my own. And that I would not have anyone to turn to. And that I wouldn't have anyone to turn to. Certainly not my parents. Certainly not my parents. That leaves me feeling so unsupported. Leaves me feeling so unsupported. And alone in this world. And alone in this world. And I never really felt very supported. I never felt very supported. And it's bringing up all those old feelings. And it's bringing up all those old feelings. I'm so scared of not having a big safety net. I'm so scared of not having a big safety net. I want one and a half years of income is not enough. One and a half years of income is not enough. I want three years of income as a safety net. I want three years of income as a safety net. Or how about five years of income as a safety net? How about five years of income as a safety net? Oh, no, I know, I know, I know. Ten years of income as a safety net. How about ten years of income as a safety net? On the other hand... On the other hand... I could just do this in a safe way. I could just do this in a safe way. I could just do this in a safe way. I could just do this in a safe way. Which means not quitting my job. Which means not quitting my job. It means starting out doing this in addition to my job. And starting out doing this in addition to my job. And once I have some income from my coaching practice. And once I have some income from my coaching practice. I'll go down to four days a week. I'll go down to four days a week. At which point my income will probably be higher than it was before. At which point my income will probably be higher than what it was. Because a day of coaching income a day of coaching income is higher than a job income. It's higher than a day of job income. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I continue to, to build up my coaching business. And then I continue to build up my coaching business. And go down to three days a week in my job. And then go down to three days a week in my job. And my income's even higher. And my income's even higher. Until I'm ready to cut the cord. Until I am ready to cut the cord. 
And then I may have a brief period where my income drops some. And then I may have a brief period where my income drops some. As I fill in those remaining three days. As I fill in those remaining three days. And then ultimately, my income is much higher. And then ultimately, my income is much higher. But I also have an ultimate safety net. But I also have an ultimate safety net. If for any reason I have a problem in my coaching business. That if for any reason I have a problem in my coaching business. I can always get a job again. I can always get a job again. I have a safety net. I have a safety net. That's not dependent on my savings. It's not dependent on my savings. It's dependent on how I do this, how I, how I pursue this. It's dependent on how I pursue this. I keep replacing my um, my job income with my coaching. Keep replacing my job income with my coaching income. Can't hear you. Say it again. I replace my job income with my coaching income. That keeps me safe. That keeps me safe. And I have the ultimate safety net of getting another job. And I have the ultimate safety net of getting another job. So I can stay safe every step of the way. I can stay safe every step of the way. That's how I choose to do this. 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 All right, so how does that feel now? Feels good. So, there, is, there is this, I, I, I will say that there is this feeling of like, so there's a part of me that's kind of anxious to make this all, the, the anxious about, about the fears around making this happen and the, and the safety net. But then there's a part of me that just freaking wants to make this happen and leave my job. <laughs> and so yeah. like, like there's a, a contrast there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So where, whereas I like the idea of, of first going to part time and then leaving the part of me that's just like, Oh my God, that feels like there's a part of me that feels like, Oh, it's going to take forever. Well, it wouldn't normally take three years. Mm-hmm. That's why we like the fast burn thing. Yeah. I wish I knew about the fast burn thing, you know, launching, basically. When I first started, it was like, God, what a difference it makes. Yeah. Such a, such a huge thing. No, I'm excited about that. I really am. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I look forward to helping you get this all set up. See, the yeah. cool thing is, is that the only slightly awkward period is when you go from three days a week at your job to no days a week at your job. Because there will be a drop at that point, obviously. Yeah. On the other hand, even then, you'll be making enough money to support yourself at the, you know, at um, at the ten-dollar-year level. Yeah. Right. These even just two days come from your coaching practice will be it won't be as much as your full time income at your job, but it will be a lot of it. 
right? It won't be that far yeah. off because coaching makes more of you, know, you can make from coaching per hour than you make for your job. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you're making 132000 as a full-time person in your job, two days a week as a coach, you could be making, uh, let's see, you know, I'm assuming 10 coaching hours, you know, client hours in two days. That's five, five a day, which is perfectly doable. Um, that would be... I don't know, eighty thousand a year, something like that. In addition, well, I'm saying the moment you quit your job. Oh, the moment, yes, yes, yes. Right, and you're only doing two days of coaching. Um, you're already getting request. I mean, you'll be getting, you'll do it at the point where you've filled the two days, and you're starting to get more clients, and you're feeling like, geez, I can get more clients, and I, I don't have the time and energy to pack even more into those two days. It's, it's to finally cut, cut the cord, right? Yeah. But you'll be you'll be a, a a good percentage of your income so that of your job income. So when you quit your job, you will still be covering all your expenses. You may not be able to do any savings right away. You know, you you, you tend to save a lot of money, so you may not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But you'll still be able to cover all your living expenses as mm-hmm. you fill in those other three days. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even though there'll be a drop of income when, at that moment when you quit, you can't fill all those days and work at the other, you know, at your old job. So there is that moment of well, time to cut the cord to free up those three days so I can fill out the rest of my coaching practice. There'll be a drop of income at that moment temporarily, but not so big a drop that you're now eating into your savings. Got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You'll still be covering your expenses. You just won't be. Making all that excess money, we're able to save stuff like that. Got it, got it. And you know, I'm still, I'm still tapping on the relationship bit stuff too. So who knows what potential lies in having a partner and sharing living expenses and things like that? That's still part of my vision. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you got a bright future ahead of you. I do. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I'm really excited to get this going. Yeah, you're very welcome. Cool, Asadi. Cool. I'm excited awesome. too. Awesome. So I will talk process. to you. Talk to you next week then. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.